Welcome to episode 39 of EIU Panthers Podcast. I'm your host, Rich Moser. Once again, this week we are talking records at Eastern Illinois as over the weekend, Megan Burton set the school record for single season home runs as she connected for three in this series at Jacksonville State. Already in the EIU career top 10 for stolen bases, we talked to Burton about how she has added the power element to her game and now ranks in the EIU career top 10 in both speed and power categories. Burton enters the week ranked 12th in the NCAA in home runs and is the OVC leader with 14 home runs this year. The Panthers will host Murray State in a weekend series at home as they hit the home stretch of the 2021 season. Like this episode of EIU Panthers podcast and want to hear previous episodes, then search EIU Panthers podcast wherever you listen. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio podcasts. Consolidated Communications is a proud sponsor of EIU Athletics. You can visit Consolidated.com to learn more about the future of broadband for your home or business. In EIU Athletics news this week, the EIU swim team completed a successful weekend at the Summit League Championships with several swimmers earning medals and setting school records. The EIU women's golf team also concluded this season at the OVC Championships in Alabama. Just a few weeks remain in the regular season for the Panthers' traditional spring sports teams as the baseball, softball, and track teams all look to have a strong finish to the 2021 spring season. Stay up to date on the latest EIU news, schedules, changes, and statistics online at eiupanthers.com or you can follow us on Twitter at EIU underscore Panthers. Now to this week's episode of EIU Panthers podcast with Panthers softball infielder and EIU new single season home run record holder, Meg Burton. And welcome to another edition of EIU Panthers podcast. We're now joined by Meg Burton or Megan Burton. I don't know which, I guess, which of the two do you prefer is what we should start with there. It doesn't matter. I mean, my whole life, everyone's just called me by my nickname, which is Meg, but I go by either. So either is fine. Okay, so Megan Burton, or Meg, either one, as she just said there, is our, is our guest today from the EIU softball team. And Meg, we, we don't do a lot of these with, with current athletes. In fact, you'll be the second one that I've done one of these with. The other one was Max Smith, and he hit an NCAA record. So kind of special when you get to do this, and, I'll, and we're going to kind of get into that. For you, set the single-season school record for home runs, so that's one of the reasons we want to talk to you. That happened last week at Jacksonville State, I guess, Take us through the emotions and how aware were you that that, that record was kind of on the horizon? Uh, you know, honestly, just from like reading our articles for pregame, um, I knew of it. Um, but again, that wasn't really my goal. Um, I didn't realize that I did break it. Um, but afterwards, you know what, um, it's all about helping my team win and doing the best I can. So I didn't, wasn't really like focusing on it. Um, it was a special moment for sure, just because I've made so much progress this year. Um, but I wasn't really expecting it, if that makes sense. But it was a special a special moment for sure. Now, unique in, in how it happened is you went in with 11 home runs in the game at Jacksonville State. So your first home run of the game, which I, if I'm not mistaken, actually led off the game. So, so <laughs> dramatic from the fact that you led off the game with a home run, but also then ties the record. Did coach kind of celebrate with you then? Did you know that that was the record, or is it something that, people told you after the fact? Um, it was actually when I actually broke the record. I think it was my third at bat when I hit um, the 13th home run and Coach Rachel came in and said that I just broke it. Um, so that's when I found out 
I didn't really even know that I tied it to begin with, but uh, when she came in there, it was, it was special for sure. So. Now, and then yeah, you, you added one more on, on Sunday, and so now you, you own the record by two. Interesting enough, the record holder is one of your teammates, Haley Mitchell. So you, did you get some, some evil looks from Haley as you, you broke one of her records? <laughs> no, it's all love. And I told her this is no competition. Like, I've, I've always looked up to her as a hitter for sure. Um, she's a she's a great hitter, and she has there's so many more games for her to um, continue to grow in her career. And she's had a special career already, um, breaking the home run record already. So again, I told her um, it's all love, and I'm so proud of her, and um, just sharing that love with her. And interesting enough that when you talk about a single season home run record or any record in a single season, when you break it during the season, there's still season to be played, and so. You just mentioned it there. Haley's not very far behind you this year, so I mean, she could get on a hot streak and and, and probably maybe even take that away from you. <laughs> for sure, yep. And if that was the case, I'm I'm extremely happy for. Her, so. Now we talk about that, and, and it's unique for you, Megan. People have watched you play. You're, I would say, more of an an athletic type of a player as opposed to maybe the, the a power hitter type. When you're thinking of a, a model, of what a softball player looks like. How did you have you maybe developed your game? And, and if you look at your statistics, you definitely were not a power hitter when you started here at Eastern. For sure. So I think a lot of it comes from in the weight room. Um, I really focus on each summer I've been here, getting physically stronger, getting mentally stronger. Um, again, I've had a, a couple injuries that have held me back. This year has been the first year that I have not been injured, thankfully. Um, but then again, Coach Tara and Coach Rachel coming in and Coach Asia just – honestly just changed my approach. Um, they're so smart with what they teach us. Um, we're, we're constantly watching film. We're constantly watching other pitchers that we're going to play. Um, they're working with us on mechanics individually, um, talking about our approach at the plate, which is something that I've never really focused on. Like in high school, I was just I just focused on my raw athleticism, never really focused on what pitch I was going to hit or what pitch I hit the best. You know what I mean? So honestly, just them working with us and allowing us to grow with our own potential um, has really helped us all out a lot. So. Now, you talked about played high school and or played softball in high school as, as if you're going to play uh, kind of easy denomination there. If you play a sport in high school, you're going to play. That's the reason you're playing it in college. But what 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 can you remember is what what did you first got you into softball? I'm guessing at Danville High School, if I looked at it correctly, I know you were a multi-sport athlete. What kind of got your passion going for softball and, and what along the way maybe made that the one that you were going to pursue the most for a college opportunity? So honestly, like when I grew up, um, I have two older brothers that played baseball and I got drugged to every single baseball <laughs> game every summer. Um, I mean, that's, that's where I lived. Like I didn't really watch much TV. I was always at the baseball park just watching them. Um, so basically I would just go play at the park, you know, play in the backyard with them and they would, they would beat me up and, 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 work with me but honestly that's what has made me the person that I am today and the athlete that I am just having fun in the backyard with them and being competitive with them and allowing that athleticism to show you know what I mean so um, really honestly they, they are my biggest role models in the game um, just going to their baseball games and then looking up to them and following in their footsteps so now, did you do travel like a lot of kids do, or were you playing a lot of different sports? To, were your parents the types of ones that, hey, it's kind of softball season now, and then it's basketball season, and then it's you know track or swimming, or did you feel like you, you started to specialize somewhere along the way? 
So honestly, um, it was at a basketball game when a, uh, one of the parents, they had a traveling team in like our local area, and they were like, hey, does she play softball? And I was <laughs> like, eh, I didn't, I just played on like the rec league yeah. at the beginning. Um, and my mom was like, yeah, she does. And they wanted me to be on their traveling team. So at that point, my brothers were busy with baseball, traveling baseball as well. So she's like, yeah, we can make it work. So I ended up playing for like a local, uh, local softball traveling team. Um, so that's basically how it got started. So now for you, I, you kind of touched on this a little bit anyway, but I'll, I'll kind of have it here on my, my questions as we kind of go through this is you, you talked about your older brothers kind of being role models for you as the younger sibling. Did you feel like you were trying to emulate them when you were then out there playing softball or did you grow up as like a fan of a certain major league baseball team and, or even, you know, maybe you were exposed to Olympic softball. Maybe there was a, a female on an Olympic softball team that you kind of saw that person and, like, you know, you'd play these pickup games in the backyard, like, hey, I'm so-and-so and I'm going to do that. Did, is there a person like that that kind of was your role model? Or? Honestly, no, not really, just because, like, I didn't really grow up watching much TV. I didn't I, – all I saw was my brothers and their and their their teammates, their friends, you know. So um, I just always watched their games. I would watch people that they played against. Uh, neither of my brothers were like middle infielders like I was. One was a pitcher and one was a catcher. Um, so basically just from watching the games and learning from other people, um, especially like the baseball players, that just allowed me to develop in my own person. You know what I mean? So I just wanted to be, I just wanted to create my own way and create my own path. So I didn't I necessarily really didn't look up to um, anyone but them and the people that they played against, I guess. So. Now you touched on this a little bit, but and and how you maybe approach the game as as a softball player at the high school level. How would you have viewed yourself now that you're you're technically a, academically a senior based on the COVID year? You're you're only a redshirt junior from a athletic standpoint. Now you look back, what was what was Meg Burton like as as that that <laughs> high school player? Now that now that you can go back and reevaluate her. So yeah, so. <laughs> Honestly, in high school, I didn't, like, basketball was my main sport. Um, I had a couple records in basketball, and that's really what I thought I was going to go to college for. So I had the most success in basketball just because as a team, we were we were better. We were That was the sport that we took pride in at our school. Um, but, like, playing three sports um, just allowed me to be athletic, you know. Um, but in softball, I didn't really, like, I didn't want to say I didn't want to focus on it, but it was just like going out there and having fun with it. I didn't really take it seriously like I do now. Um, just I I looked at it as an opportunity to have fun with my friends. So. Okay, and then you you kind of led into this a little bit, so I'll kind of ask the question there: is how do you view now that you you've looked at your your career and you'll still have more career ahead of you here at EIU, but how have you evolved or how do you view your yourself as a softball player now? Honestly, definitely just stronger physically, mentally. Um, my approach to the game is, is crazy to think about. Um, and the progress that I've made just in this year, like I'm excited, I'm excited to come back for another year just to see how far I continue to grow um, and learn from Coach Tara, Coach Rachel, and Asia. Um, but honestly, I've honestly just kind of amazed myself with what I can actually do um, with the ability that I have. Um, never in a million years would I thought I would have been on the top 10 for stolen bases or home runs just because you know like in high school didn't really steal many bases didn't hit many home runs just again just raw athletic ability that I relied on um, to get me through um, and luckily I Eastern gave me an opportunity to come here um, but yeah just overall 
I'm trying to be that per that athlete that has many different weapons. You know what I mean? I don't want to be that one person that just hits home runs. I'm really focusing on developing my game um, to be able to do it all and do it well. So. Now you talk about that, and you, you you mentioned there a little bit, and based on really the raw athleticism when you came in, you were probably thought more of as a speed player when you, when you came in. I know you still right now bat at the top of the order, but you batted maybe at the top of the order as a freshman for some different reasons than, than what you do now. How important was was speed to you and having that speed during that, that freshman year to maybe give you the opportunity to crack the lineup? Um, you know, it was, it was awesome just to be able to get the opportunity to come in as a freshman and start right away um, and make a difference. On, again, I didn't I kind of surprised myself with my ability and focusing just on softball. Uh, being in the weight room, you know, we focused on speed work, and that really helped me um, develop into that stolen base girl, you know, at the top <laughs> of the lineup. Because, I, again, I never would have thought that um, I would be here today with what I'm doing. Um, but, again, I think especially in the weight room, the speed work that we do with Coach Joe um, and just developing physically and mentally helped me a lot with that. And then a, another – I don't want to say it's a, a stereotype, but this is when I, when I look at the game of, of softball, when you look at people that are stolen base artists and when you look at their numbers for stolen base, there's a type of player, a type of hitter that you assume that they are. And it's usually what I would call, they call the slap hitter in, in softball, usually hit from the left-hand side. You would not be either one of those. You are more of an upright hitter and hit from the right side. Has that maybe had people... I guess underestimate what your athleticism in because you're not you don't fit in that I guess that box of what the stolen base hitter is going to look like yeah you know I love being that underdog um I love getting on base and wondering like I, I love when other coach says like quick feet you know like that I love when that happens just because I'm like the underdog um I've always been the underdog but um yeah I think it's definitely I feel like I'm definitely underestimated just because I'm not a lefty slapper, you know what I mean? And um, usually that's – if you're fast, you're going to be a, a lefty slapper, you know what I mean? So I'm lucky enough to be able to hit for power um, and get on base and steal bases. So. Now, your your parents may or may not have known softball, but I, at, the, at the time when you were a young age, and I can tell you as the parent of a, of a, of a boy, and I think every dad ever grows up this way, they all want to teach their kid how to throw left-handed and hit from the left-handed side. I'm guessing you probably picked up the right-handed, right-handed throwing, right-handed catching, right-handed batting before your parents maybe realized the, the speed in the left-handed slapping was a thing. For sure. Again, like I, I never, was, never was overly fast, never stole much bases in high school. Um, so, I mean, honestly, this came for, from a surprise for everyone. So I'm just lucky to be able, again, be able to hit for power and then get on base and steal as much as I can. So Now, you've mentioned them a, a couple times, but in addition to transitioning your game, Eastern Illinois went through a transition of its softball program while you're here as a player. You went from one coaching staff, a staff that had recruited you that maybe had some different designs for what Meg Burton is as a player at Eastern Illinois, and then Tara Archibald and her staff, the the coaching staff that is here now, some different designs for you. What was that? I'm always curious for from a player's perspective. What was that transition like for you? I, I gotta imagine that somebody who was playing a lot, there had to be some nerves that, hey, is the new coaching staff gonna give me a fair shake? Am I still gonna be in the starting lineup? For sure, yeah. Those are definitely like valid questions that I was asking um, coming into the, coming into the year. 
um, I was going to be, I had, I had methods, which would be all in the afternoon. So I was worried about missing practice, worried about proving myself to the coaching staff. Um, we had Rachel, so I know that we had her, but still, there was still a lot of nerves and, um, if she would believe in me and my talent. Um, but I'm thankful she did. And I'm thankful that, that we have the coaches that we do today, because I think we've grown so much as a program. Um, and personally, I've grown so much as a player. So with her bringing her approach to the game, it was just, it's been awesome. Like awesome to learn from her, awesome to grow from her. Again, like the approach she teaches at the plate, like never, never thought about what pitch I, I hit the best, never thought about what pitch I should hit in this count or um, again, just overall, overall approach at the play defensively, um, coach Asia, they do a great job with us in teaching. Um, and that's a big thing that I think has helped us all a lot. So in the transition. Now, the other transition that you've made a little bit during your career, and we're going to talk about two different transitions here on a softball standpoint is one is defensively the positions you've played. Now you've really almost always been on the left hand side of, of the infield as a shortstop partly because of your athleticism, but also at, at third base recently. And I think surprisingly for a lot of people, third base may actually be a position where in softball, having a really athletic person can almost be an advantage. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely um, definitely been a difference just because playing third base, you know, you don't have much time to react. At shortstop, I can move side to side. I have a little bit more time to react. But at third base, it's like it's right there. You're right there in their face. Uh, you don't have much time to go left or right. Um, so that's definitely been a transition. But again, I just allow my athletic ability. Um, I'm thankful for that. Thankful for that athletic ability to allow me to play all those different positions and help the team as much as I can. Now, for you, did you play those two positions in high school, or were you were you on the other side of the infield? Or were, I'm, I'm guessing usually. I'm gonna guess that go out on a limb here that you were probably if not the most athletic person on your high school softball team you were up there and usually the most athletic person on sports teams is usually the shortstop yeah so I did play shortstop but originally my freshman and sophomore year I was the catcher okay um, just because we couldn't there was nobody to catch um, and I stepped up and luckily again my athletic ability just allowed me to do what's best for my team and help my team out any way I can but luckily I got the opportunity to play shortstop my junior and senior year of high school so Again, in travel ball, like growing up, um, I'd be everywhere in the outfield, in the infield, shortstop, second, third. I caught. Um, I even pitched some in high school just because we needed it. Um, so my whole life, I feel like I've been been all over the place. But shortstop is definitely what I feel comfortable at just because I've spent the most time there um, in high school and recently, of course. But, but yeah, just allowing, uh, just allowing my athletic ability to take over and help the team as much as I can. So. Now, the other time, other versatility that you've had, and sometimes this is not your choice here, this is a coach's choice, is where you go in the lineup. And Coach, I know, has, has flexed you all over the lineup from the, from the first spot to the, to the, I don't think I've seen you any lower than the five spot mm -hmm. this year in the lineup, but is, and Coach uh, Archibald will hear this, and so here's your, op your opportunity to plead for, what spot does Meg Burton like to hit in the best do you think you benefit from and I know it, you're going to give me the what's best for the team answer <laughs> but you you can be a little selfish here and if you had if you were putting the lineup together where would you want to see yourself in the lineup honestly like as much pressure as the leadoff spot honestly gives me at the beginning of the game um, I love it I love setting the tone for my team I love getting on base I love stealing around I love hitting gap to gap um, 
getting more at bats. I love being able to set the tone for my team right off the bat to start the game. So that's the good politically correct answer. Too. <laughs> now the other the other part that I'm I'm always interested for you, and and this is maybe new for you, so maybe you're maybe this is something you're still kind of em- embracing a little bit. Is you've hit the 14 home runs this year. You'd only hit I think maybe five home runs over the other three years of, of your career. So it's not that this is maybe kind of a, a little bit of a surprise to your yourself as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, especially like just coach Rachel spends a lot of time with me and coach Tara. Um, again, they do a great job of focusing on your mechanics and breaking down your swing. Um, again, more than I've ever thought of more than I've ever worked on. Um, but again, I think my whole approach has changed. Uh, I think it's definitely helped working on my approach at the plate, um, picking out what pitch I want to hit and not chasing after stuff that people are trying to get me out on, um, especially using my legs, getting my legs involved um, has helped tremendously and getting stronger, of course, uh, throughout the years has definitely helped. So, Now, then I'll just kind of ask you this question. Now that you have, have done these things over the, over the last couple of years, you always want to hit for average. That, that That's going to be the easy answer there. Is there a a satisfaction that you get from one part of the game over a different do you do you like secretly feel better when you're able to you know get that big stolen base or hit that that big home run and they're two entirely different things so they gotta they gotta probably provide two different types of adrenaline spike for you for sure I think the best thing in softball is there's nothing better than barreling a ball up no matter if it goes over the fence no matter if it's a a double to to the left field fence um, there's nothing better than than barreling a ball up and having that feeling after you hit a good ball. So I think I think that's the that's the best part about softball. Now for you guys, this this year has been interesting. Been off to a good start in in the thick of the race to make the OVC tournament. It's a little bit different this year under COVID. But let's go back to last year. You guys off to you had a winning record at the end of last year. What was that like when you're in the thick of your season? under a first-year head coach, and you kind of are just starting to, to find the momentum. What what was last year like to all of a sudden go from, hey, I think we might have a pretty good team this year, to we're not playing softball at all? <laughs> yeah, it was definitely definitely a heartbreaker for sure, just because we were all so excited to learn from Coach Tara and learn from Coach Rachel. Um, it was definitely – there wasn't a feeling that could compare. But for me personally, it, it drove me so much just to – use that time to heal my body and really grow physically and mentally as a player. And I think that's really helped me um, and, and my teammates as a whole um, with our success that we've had this year is just buying into what Coach Tara um, brought with her and developing ourselves physically and mentally. Like during the summer, uh, working every day, you know, working out, focusing on hitting, um, going out to the field, getting around balls. I just gave us some more time to really focus on our skills and develop. So I think it was a blessing in disguise for sure, but it was definitely heartbreaking just because um, there's always that question of what, what could we have done, you know, so. And then from that, you get a lot of those players, same players had the opportunity to come back. A few did, a few did not. Um, what is it like then to have that extra year and you get now to watch, and you're going to have to, I'm going to ask you this question as a follow-up for yourself as well, but this year you get to see the Mia Davises and the the Haley Mitchells, who you played behind for a couple of years here, they get to have that one more true senior year now. 
yeah, so I'm extremely happy for them. Um, I couldn't imagine going out uh, with with no closure, especially for them in their senior year with how great of careers they've had here at Eastern. Um, so I'm extremely happy that they that I get to play with them and they get to finish out their career how they want to. So. And then, so kind of then the same question for you, the, the, the extra year, I think a lot of people, they don't understand that it benefited the seniors and that was great for the seniors, but every other athlete got an extra year. So in your situation, you have an extra year of eligibility that you'll be able to use next year. Hopefully here, hopefully it's here at Eastern. I'll let you and Coach Archibald have that, <laughs> coach, have that, have that conversation. I'm, I'm assuming that, that that's the case, but what does that mean for you to be able to have one more extra year to try to go out there and do what you love? Yeah, so I'm just I'm really excited for it, um, especially after this year and seeing how much progress I've made under under their leadership. Um, I'm just excited to to reach my full t- potential because I I think there's still more to give uh, to this game that has given me so much, um, and it, it also it allows me to get my master's degree, um, which has been a blessing in disguise for sure. Um, get it paid for, um, and then see what we can do next year with with different people, um, some of the same people coming back. Um, and then under Coach Tara's leadership. So I think there's a really bright future for this program under her leadership, for sure. Now, you, were, you touched on that a little bit. We were going to get into some of your academics. You were able to, to finish up your, your undergraduate degree here. You were able to do your student teaching during the fall, so it actually fell out a, a pretty good academically for, for how you needed to do that. So what does what is life for Meg Burton hold after you're finally done playing softball here at Eastern? So I'm really excited to get in my career. Um, it's something that I've always wanted to do since I was a little kid. Um, I graduated with my uh, degree in kinesiology, so I want to be a PE teacher, a coach, um, and then uh, health as well. Um, but I can't wait to um, shape and mold young people's minds just like role models did for me um, in the coaching world and in the teaching world. Um, so my goal is to be a PE and health teacher um, and coach. I don't know if I want to coach uh, basketball or <laughs> softball yet but we'll get there when we get there but um, and then right now I'm in my uh, master's degree working towards my master's degree in educational leadership which is um, going into administration so my main goal um, after I teach for a couple of years is to be um, a principal athletic director um, dean something like that at a high school level so well I we both know a guy that just left an opening for you there at uh, Schlarman Academy in, in, in Danville but I, um, sure. Eric, Eric Chris for the is a family friend of, of Megan for a long time he used to work here at Eastern and is in that that position what do you you've now played for for coach Archibald you played for some other coaches a, along the way you talked about how you want to get into this what is maybe something that you a nugget that you've been able to take from her that that would be something that hey look I want to make sure that I have this X factor when I'm coaching Honestly, just her passion and energy um, and everything she does. I mean, I've never seen someone who has so much passion for the game of softball, um, so much passion for everything she does in life. So we can all tell that she puts 110% into what she does. Um, She's constantly watching film. She's constantly finding ways to help us and make us better. So honestly, just bringing her passion, her intensity, to whatever I do in life is my is my main goal and hopefully a purpose that I can fulfill. All right. And a couple more just fun questions for you here. You've been able to one of the good things I think as a college athlete you you get to do is you get to go travel and play a lot of different places. Is there a a place that you guys have gotten to go visit during your career here at Eastern that you're like that's somewhere I probably would have never gone on my own but it but it was really unique that we got to go there and play softball in you know, X city or X state. 
for sure. So freshman year we went to Louisiana. I know we just went to Louisiana this year, but it looked a little different with COVID. But <laughs> freshman year Louisiana, it was just wild. You know, their fans, they were all just crazy. The environment, the field was beautiful. Um, the campus was beautiful. We got to tour that this year as well with Coach Tara and her mom, which was awesome of their family to provide that for us. Um, but I think that's just such a cool environment and such a cool opportunity for them players to have such a cool fan base and so many supportive fans that um, go to their games every day and really truly support women's sports. So I think that was a super cool opportunity that we got to do not once but twice. So. And then I'm going to let you put together the schedule here for, for next year. Is there a dream place or a dream state school that, and like I said, Coach Archibald may listen to this, that you would say, <laughs> Coach, I must be a senior next year, fifth-year senior. I would, I've always dreamed of being able to play against X team in, in this stadium or, or going to this state to play a game. <laughs> Honestly, it has to be Alabama. Like that's, I mean, just watching Alabama growing up, um, watching them now, just unbelievable, and that would be – That'd be wild just to play, play at their stadium, play against them, play against Coach Murphy. So definitely have to be Alabama. I don't, I can't promise that that'll happen <laughs> for you, but, but at least you get, you got your two sets in for there. Sure. But we've been joined by Meg Burton here on the EIU Panthers podcast. She is the new single season home run record hitter or holder right now with 14 home runs. Hopefully, be able to add on to that. Panthers have about a month left in the season. They'll be at home this weekend for. Um, OVC softball against Murray State. When I looked out the window, we're recording this right now. Meg is being very brave wearing shorts, and there's it's <laughs> snowing in April in, in Charleston, Illinois. So I guess the final question for you is, you're from Danville, Illinois. Are you looking to stay in Illinois, or do, do days like this make you want to move to a place like Alabama or Louisiana? <laughs> you know, I'd love to, but we got to be realistic. Um, just with my family being here um, and my fiance as well, I'll probably stay in the area, unfortunately. <laughs> but you know, if it was up to me, I'd be I'd be moving down where it was warm for sure. So, all right. Well, I appreciate you joining us here on the podcast today. Thank you.